0: Good morning and welcome to Holding Fast. I trust your anchor is gripped firmly to the rock of Scripture today. Great to be with you at another opportunity today and trust that you've already had the chance to be able to spend time with Christ and to be able to worship Him and meditate on His Word. It's important for us to keep that in perspective, isn't it? We live in a day of shifting uncertainties economically, politically, and so many other ways. We live in a world that really has shifted seismically around us. Things that have changed a great deal, have they not? And it is important for God's people that we be prepared and have a knowledge of the Word of God so that it'll stabilize us in, in such a time of, of great shift in our, in our culture. Uh, thanks for welcoming me your, into your day today. And uh, I've got a little bit of stuffiness from some allergies, so hopefully that won't intrude too much into what, uh, what we're going to talk about here this morning. We're actually going to return to the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3. And in 2 Timothy, chapter 3, we've been looking at perilous times, we've been looking at savage seasons. We've been looking at the prominent players, uh, their mindset, those that are the movers and shakers of our culture and society, even those that are religious. Uh, in religious leadership and spiritual places in our culture, are going uh, prophetically here. Paul is telling Timothy that they are going to be responsible for a great deal of the direction of where uh, of what of what our country and how we live, and that has certainly come to pass. I don't think there's any debate that uh, that the overarching mentality is ref- of our of our culture and of our leaders is. Is summed up quite interestingly in these several verses that we're looking at here. Apostle Paul actually presents to us here some 26 different characteristics that really describe uh, people that will be prominent in the end times. The end times will be punctuated by times where evil seems to hold sway and uh, it, it's not continuous. It's not perpetual, but it is. It is huge when it injects itself into the existence of uh, of our lives today. But having done that, we have looked already at a, a couple characteristics. I, I want to just point out a few things that I think are worth pointing out today in our study together, and, and that is that there is a, a a reality here in the passage that we need to understand. And that understanding has to begin with the three verses that contain the description, some 19 different specific expressions of what people will be like during that, uh, during those times, during the end days. And in those three verses, verses 2, 3, and 4 in Second Timothy chapter 3, uh, the Apostle Paul describes wicked men who are really responsible for the times of stress that will be going on. Uh, and it might seem to some people to be a little tedious to to analyze the portrait too too closely, uh, and to define each term. But God uses vocabulary words for a reason. And notice that the Bible says there in chapter 3 and verse 2 that the first description of those who are are leading in this rebellion and in this stressful time, that they are characterized as being lovers of self. I've already pointed that out. And it's interesting that they are not as they should be. Look down in verse 4, where it says they should be lovers of God, but they are not. And those things, those two items, lovers of self and lovers of God, seem to serve as, as parentheses to set off this whole description. And that is that that the 19 expressions are compounded with some form of the word love. Uh, And what Paul is teaching here is that what is fundamentally wrong with these people, with people even today, is that their love is misdirected. Instead of being first and foremost, as verse 4 said, lovers of God, they are actually lovers of self, lovers of money. Uh, Men will love nothing but money and self and love of pleasure. And in between those two things in verses 2 and 4 come these other expressions or descriptions of the breakdown of men's relationships with each other and with God, of course, but primarily with each other as a direct result of having misdirected, misplaced love. The first three enlarge on the meaning of self-love. And I think it's interesting. I take three of these particular statements today found in verse 2. And then it says that these men, yes, they'll be lovers of their own selves. They'll be lovers of money. But then there's three words in the King James that says boasters, proud, blasphemers. Uh, those are interesting words. Arrogant. They're abusive. The The, the first word means braggarts. Uh, they are haughty and disdainful. They that naturally leads to other words that are found there. They're slanderers. Blasphemers is the word slanderers. They have an exaggerated opinion of themselves. They look down with contempt upon others, and they speak evil of them. And we'll look at those other words at the next time, but I think it's important for us to understand that that's what's going on in the mindset of those that are living this way. They're proud, they're boasters, they're blasphemers. Now that's nothing new, but today it seems to be more prominent than ever before. Boasting pride and slandering Uh, all act as if I am the most important person. Each of them say, you don't matter, and God does not matter. All that matters is me. We live in a me-centered, a me-centric time right now. And boasting and pride and slandering are, are everywhere you turn, especially among the celebrities that our culture idolizes. And many people today become wealthy by calculated expressions of boasting and pride, and slandering. It is important for us today that we understand that my focus on God will help to subdue my flesh that is so, uh, so prominent, so drawing to me that my flesh screams constantly for it to be satisfied. And I want to remind you today, listener, that God has called us to focus our love on Him. That's the only remedy that we'll ever find uh, to be able to overcome that very wrong mindset that will destroy relationships in your life. Right now, you may know somebody who is consumed with self And they'll do anything to satisfy them and to make them happy to the point where they'll slander others. They're arrogant, they're unwilling to be taught, uh, and, and those people are ultimately full of destruction in this life. Let's not adopt that thinking. Let's be distinctively different from that. Let's pray for those that are in that condition. But let's make sure that we ourselves, as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, are avoiding that, and the only way to do that is by... Beginning every day with Christ by looking at His self sacrifice and His great love. And that focus will cause me to adopt a different mindset than what the world does today. Let's be refreshing, 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 that could be that, refreshingly different from the lost world around us today. Will you do that? Will you fix your eyes on Christ? Walk with Him. Put Him first in everything. And He will reset your thinking and your eyes. Spiritual eyes so that you see things correctly. God bless you. Walk with the Lord today. It's been good to be with you. We'll see you next time.